in the midst of this hit of storm with uh, uh, October weather. Um, I was in Korea during that period of time. My goodness, it was so hot. It was around 97 to 100 degrees, entire two weeks that I was there. And um, reflecting on it, did I make any music during that period of time? I think I complained the most of the time. How hot, how hot the place is. There was a little girl who was coming from home, from the school, and it started to rain like crazy. It was another storm coming, just the opposite of the heat. And she normally walks from school to home, and mother was all concerned, waiting at home, thinking that her daughter is going to be all wet and be scared about the, uh, the kind of the storm that's pouring down. So she decides to uh, backtrace the, the normal path that she usually comes home from school. And sure enough, when she approaches midway, and there she, uh, was her daughter walking towards home. And she noticed something very interesting. Every time lightning occurred, she would stop walking and look up and smile. And each time she did it, and she pulled over and had her in her car, and she asked, what were you doing? Why do you keep on stopping? And the child answered, I am trying to look pretty, Mom, because God keeps taking my pictures. (laughs) When the storm of life comes, can you make music? Can you smile? Uh, that's really a challenge for all of us, even for me as well, just, just about everybody. That's a challenge. But if we can make music in the midst of the storm as something else. You know, if you really think about it, all the songs that you enjoy listening, whether it's uh, whatever songs, is written during the period of stormy days. Many songs of love were written during that period of time. Many songs of comfort were written at that time. Many songs of courage and inspiration were written during the middle of the storm. And so many songs of healings were written and sang during that period of time. And for the last 2,000 years, so many, many have reflected on the challenges of Lord Jesus Christ have gone through, and we have made amazing, amazing music of the heart. They are so powerful, extremely powerful. And it's really what the Bible teaches us to do. Psalm 33, 3 says, sing to him a new song. Psalm 57, 7, my heart is steadfast. Oh God, my heart is steadfast. I am not going to change. I am steady. I will sing, and I will continue to make music. So we've been talking about making music for some time. I got a lot of feedback from people. That's awesome. I love your uh, uh, Music of the Heart series. Oh, I like it too. It says you can make music of the heart by making difference in your life. You can make music of the heart by dreaming a dream with a higher purpose in life. You can make music of the heart by just being there for someone. You can make music of the heart by just being who you are. You can make music by telling a story or two about our Lord Jesus Christ. You can make music as we 
continue to overcome challenges. You make the music of the heart when you do life of doing, as we discussed last week. And today, we want to know how we can make music when we make it right in the eyes of the Lord. That was a long, long time ago, like a, once upon a time, a king built this great highway. And uh, before it was open to the public, the uh, king, king decided that he would have the little contest. So he invited all these people to come and uh, participate in this contest to see who could travel the highway the best. And the winner would receive a box of gold. So that the day of a contest, so many people, contestants came forward. Some were riding amazing chariots. Some had this beautiful clothing, the finery wearing. And just like a prey, you know, like people just going one by one. Uh, some were just wearing uh, fancy, uh, I don't know, shoes and, and just running to, to show off their skills. And all day long, People uh, traveled and show off their stuff before the king. But each, every one of them, when they arrived, they had something to say, and that was they were complaining to king about this large pile of rock and debris that was in the back there, somewhat in the highway, that was blocking and making the journey a little bit more difficult. So end of the day. The last contestant finished the line. He was tired. He was dirty. But he addressed the king with a great respect and handed him a small chest of gold. He said, I stopped along the way to clear a pile of rocks and debris that was blocking the road. This chest of gold was under, under it all. Please have it return it to the rightful owner. And the king replied, you are the rightful owner. And this man said, no, 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 this is not mine. I have never known such money. And the king says, oh, yes, you have earned this gold, for you won my contest. He who travels the road best is he who makes the road better for those who will follow. This man made a music. He made it better for others. The King David made it right from the storm of life that he faced. In this case, a sinful act that he committed. In the Bible, there was two men, a rich man and a poor man. And it's not about the story of Nazareth. This rich man had a, a very large number of sheep and cattle, but this poor man had a, nothing except one little lamb. This lamb to this poor man was like a pet to their family. They slept together, they shared the food together, they even drank out of the same cup. It was like a family to him. One day, a traveler came to see this rich man. But re this rich man, instead of taking one of his many sheep, he took the poor man's sheep and prepared the meal for the visitor. And you know, 
And you know David, right? He's a man after God's own heart. When David heard this, he was furious. The Bible says that he was burning with anger that this rich man should die. And these are the exact words from the Bible. As surely as the Lord lives, a man who did this deserved to die. He must pay for the lamb four times over because he did not, he did such a thing and had no pity on this poor man. And this story was told to David by Nathan the prophet. And Nathan said to David, this person who needs to pay four times over and needs to die is you, David. And David was stunned. He was stunned. And Nathan continued. This is what the Lord says. I anoint you king over Israel. I delivered you from the hands of Saul. I gave your master's house to you. I gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if all this hadn't been too little, I would have given you even more. But why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? Do you remember the story about David? Who, who upon seeing this beautiful woman named Bathsheba, when he found out that she was married to one of his chief commander, David had him killed in the battle. And he took Bathsheba as his wife. Now, just think, David is in deep trouble. He's in deep pit. pit. He can feel the storm coming at him. And this storm is real. It's a big one. And Nathan continued. Second Samuel 12, 11. This is what it reads. This is what the Lord says to David. Out of your own household, I am going to bring calamity upon you. Before your very eyes, I will take your wives and give them to one who is close to you. And he will lie with your wives in broad daylight. You did it in secret, but I will do this thing in broad daylight before all Israel. Wow. Have you ever faced this kind of a storm? His sin is about to be revealed to the public. It's like he's being called to the court with all this CNN and Fox and NBC news on him. There is no hiding. There is no music here. What do you do in times like this? How do you make music in such time as this? In fact, most of us will get in more trouble trying to conceal the truth 
blaming on somebody else, justifying the action by lying or simply running away. That's what most of us do, and we fail to make music. But David, as bold, as honest as he is, a man after God's own heart, he decides that he wants to make it right. And he makes amazing music. Upon hearing this, David said to the Nathan the prophet, simply, I have sinned against the Lord. You know, when somebody fesses up, they omit of something they have done. You know, it's just the music to others' ears, other people's ears. It's something you should really know. When you mess up something, just go and admit it. Tell God you have sinned. Tell your friend you have messed up. That's really a music to other people. I have uh, lots of employees over there. We have a lot of troubles, mistakes that we make. It happens that two group of people, one who will fess up, confess, and say, I messed up. The other who said, well, it was a client's fault. I already told him, but he did it this way. I told him to design this way. The other guy designed the other way. I get this all the time. Because they're all great and wonderful people. They're honest people. They're good working people. But when the storm comes, they just become a little different. When someone says, I messed up, it's music to one's ear. When someone says, I messed up in my company, it's music to my ear because, number one, when somebody says, like, I can't work with that, second, we can together find a solution to fix it. And David said, I messed up. And God says, I can work with that. I can work with that. That was music to the Lord. And David's life was spared. But listen, 2 Samuel chapter 12, 13, Nathan replied, The Lord has taken away your sin. Hallelujah. That's our Lord. You are not going to die. What a music. What a wonderful music. What a wonderful testimony by David. For you know what? If you confess, if you fess up, if you admit, if you say you're messed up, God's going to forgive you. Look at all this. But not totally. He heard the music, but there was a sad ending. And verse 14 says... But because by doing this, you have made the enemies of the Lord show utter content. The son born to you will die. God just forgave me. He says, I'm not going to have to die. But you are going to put my very son to die. That's exactly what happened. 
His own very son had to pay the price. Wow. His very own son had to pay the price for his own sin that he committed. God is saying, I will let you live. But your son, who was born through a wife whom you have taken by killing her husband, will die. So if you read on the Bible, David's son became ill. So David pleads with God to save the child. Just pleads with God to save the child. He fasts. He spends a day and night lying on the ground, appealing before God to save his own child. However, on the seventh day, the child dies. And here's the account. 2 Samuel chapter 12, 18 through 19. On the seventh day, the child died. David's servants were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they thought, while the child was still living, we spoke to David, but he would not listen to us. How can we tell him the child is dead? How he may do something desperate. David noticed that his servants were whispering among themselves, and he realized the child was dead. He asked, is the child dead? Yes, they replied, he is dead. David is in the pit again. He lives, but his child died. What do you do? How do you make music at such time as this? But David, being the man after God's own heart, he decides to make music. He decides to make it right. And listen to this. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 20 through 23. Then David got up from the ground. After he had washed, put on lotions, and changed his clothes, he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Can we do that? Can we do that? He went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Instead of despising God for killing his own child, even with all these appeals and fasting and praying. He goes to the house of the Lord and worships. Then he went to his own house and at his request, they served him food and he ate. His servants asked him, why are you acting this way? While the child was alive, you fast and wept, but now the child is dead. You get up and eat. We don't understand you. David answered, while the child was still alive, I fast and I wept. I thought, who knows, the Lord may gracious to me and let the child live. But now that he is dead, why should I fast? Can I bring him back? No, I will go to him one day, but he will not return to me. David was not bitter. He made music. 
David accepted his wrongdoing. And David also knew for his wrongdoing, someone, someone had to pay the price. It was his own very child had to die. At this point, David made it music by not sinning against the Lord. He simply accepted what God had done. And God was pleased with this. And now this is when God begins to pick up the pieces and he begins to make music for David and for us. We look at short-term, but God looks at long-term blessings. Verse 24, this is where the music is. Then David comforted his wife, Bathsheba, and he went to her and lay with her. Guess what happened? She gave birth to a son, and they named him Solomon. The Lord loved him. And the music continues. Continues. Do you know what I see? Do you see what I see here? God made music. He sang a, a, a new song. Who is Solomon? Solomon is. From Solomon comes who? Our Lord Jesus Christ. From the pit. We have a victory. That's the God's way of making music. God gave David a new song, a new son named Solomon. The wisest and, and richest of all men with the power beyond any of the previous kings of that land. You see, that's a music. That can happen to your lives. Some musics are good. Some musics are great. And this music gets better and better and better. The new song comes from the same wife. Not a new wife, but the same wife. The first son died because of David's sin. But God uses the storms in our life to make music for you if you make it right with God. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. The relationship between Bathsheba and David, that the sin that David committed, it's all gone now. A new life has begun through Solomon eventually leading up to the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom we celebrate. The music gets even better. To this point, the Christ has not born yet. You see, remember, the Old Testament is all about prophecy of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, Jesus is a descendant of Solomon. And that's a music. And this is a great, great music in the making. And there is this good songs, and there's a 
great songs, and, and then there's amazing song, and then there is greatest song or music of all times. Here's the greatest music of all times. For David's sin, David died. David's, David, for David's son, sin, David deserved to die. With the grace of God, his life was spared. But someone had to pay the price. In this case, David's own son had to pay the price. The greatest music of all times is this. For us, for you and I, 2,000 years later, the greatest music of all time is this. No one needs to die for our sins no more. Someone already did died for us. Jesus already paid the price. 1 Corinthians 6.20 simply says, you were bought at a price. Case closed. Case closed. This is the greatest music of the God's heart for us. Hope that you will receive this word of God. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this, not just uh, a music that is just, um, just beyond just being amazing. The greatest music.